0: Hello and welcome to Crystal Podcast on iCook Media. Today we're having episode number seven of the CSWF3 podcast with my good friend, um, Brian Johnson, we call him. Well, I'll let you wait to know what we call him toward the end of the podcast. So please enjoy our conversation. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review, share it with your friends, and support those who support us. So Brian, I don't. I don't know. If, ever know if I've called you that name before? But um, but for the for the majority of this podcast, I'll call you Brian. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about primarily was um, a little bit on um, aviation meteorology. Uh, but I kind of want to save that conversation more toward the end because I think what my listeners uh, are generally interested in is you know of things that they can learn from a business standpoint so first of all tell my audience um, who you are what you do and how you found your way to f3
1: yeah sure okay um, hey, so um, my name is Brian Johnson I grew up in New Hampshire and I uh, really got into skiing when I was a teenager and my buddies and I were trying to think of cool jobs to do that would get us a good job at a ski resort and in our infinite wisdom at 17 we thought, uh, those guys need to know when it's going to snow. So we thought we'd, we'd become meteorologists. Um, that's not really the way I probably should have done it. Uh, but right after high school, I joined, I joined the Air Force, the United States Air Force, and uh, got into the weather job. Um, it's a really kind of specific job for the Air Force. And the Air Force even does weather for the Army. Um, so there's a whole bunch of places that we can go all over the globe. and. Uh, I was lucky enough that after we after you finish basic training, you go to a school and it's a six-month training school, and it's basically you know Monday through Friday, eight to ten hours a day, of just straight up learning. You know, uh, (laughs) atmospheric dynamics, fluid dynamics, understanding cloud types, different types of phenomena, understanding how that then will impact missions, how that impacts uh, our aircraft and our airframe, and ultimately how it in fact impacts our airmen uh, that are across the United States Air Force and across the globe, you know, trying to defend the country uh, because we have to keep them safe. So, um, a six-month training school when I was lucky enough that I got to go up to Alaska was my first assignment right in Anchorage. And when you're there, uh, it was basically at the time was another like three to four months of training before you're really ready to go onto the operations floor, uh, just learning how you know weather patterns will typically set up in our region uh, at the time we called those regimes. Machine-based forecasting, you know, at this point is twenty-plus years old and it's not used as often anymore. But when I was first starting to get into forecasting, that's, that's what we used all the time. And um, yeah, so I spent some time in Alaska, had a great time. Eventually, matriculated my way across the country, over to Korea, down to Louisiana, went to Iraq, and. Lo and behold, ended up here eventually. Um, And then when I got here, uh, it's kind of a cool deal. Uh, Weather headquarters for the Air Force is off at Air Force Base. Um, And I've been able to stay here for quite a few years. Uh, At first, I wasn't, you know, super excited about the area because I'm from New England where we have the ocean and the mountains. And then I spent most of my life in the Pacific Northwest where there's lots of mountains. Uh, But uh, about two and a half years ago, I was getting promoted to a new rank. And uh, I was kind of also getting close to turning 40. It was just about a few months away from my 40th birthday. And one of my good buddies, Short Sale or Steve Manino, he, he was like, hey, you should come out to this thing. And he'd mentioned it before. And at my promotion party, he was actually like doing it on Monday. And so I was like, you know what, let's just do this thing. And ended up coming to F3. And it just worked out really well for timing. Um, it was in early November. And then there was like a Veterans Day ruck. Going on I think the next weekend after I started and I was like well that's really cool they're doing something for veterans sale I'll go do that and uh, if you've ever been on a ruck with a bunch of guys in F3 you really start connecting right off the bat and having really great conversations and I just fell in love with the group and you know it was the military's got a bunch of great connections but sometimes um, in today's military it seems like those connections aren't exactly what they used to be or what they're you know made up to be and uh, I found a lot of really great deep friendships and connections through the community into F3. And I'm just really grateful for it. So well, that's kind of how I got to F3 and to Omaha. And they kind of roundabout way a little bit about me.
0: So I didn't know you were, I didn't know that Short Sale brought you in, but you, it must have been almost the exact same time that I came into F3. And I'll tell you, like, you probably don't know this, maybe, maybe you do, but um, you have a significant impact on a lot of people. And in particular, um, you've had a, a big impact on me uh just in your ability to connect with people, people that you don't have fundamental, uh, maybe kind of uh, theological um, or philosophical agreements with. And you and I are, you know, we've talked about this a bit and I'll, I'll bring it up if, if you're comfortable with it. If you're not, I guess I'll delete it out of the episode. But just our, um, you know, our differences in um, in our approach to our belief in a higher being. And um, and I found great comfort in your ability to, to humanize people uh, in ways that, you know, I, I think is um, is exceptional. And um, and so with that, I think you have some good insight into some people that I have you know, had very close personal relationships with that uh, has been helpful for me to understand. Um, what do you think? And, and I want to kind of parlay that introduction to what do you think the challenge that we have currently in um, in the United States with men that applies to people who have maybe a faith in a higher being, like myself, uh, and and my my reaction oftentimes, uh, and I'll just I'll leave this out here, Doppler, because it, it sort of makes me think that I have to be wrong because of because of my understanding of you. And, and your belief system is that I think a fundamental challenge that we have in the country is a movement away from faith in a higher being. And, uh, and I think when we place our, our faith in like what's going to make us happy here on earth and these temporary happinesses, we look, uh, to ourselves and we're not going to be happy within ourselves. And so then, but then I look at you and I'm thinking, well, Doppler, he seems to be sort of a contradiction to my, my, my philosophical and theological understanding. Um, and so how is that the case? Well, maybe it's because um, Brian, I already gave away your name, but maybe because Brian does look outside of himself. Maybe, maybe it's not necessarily to a higher being, but maybe it's outside of himself. So I'll let you take it from there. And Maybe I've shared too much. I'm sorry if I have.
1: No, no. Um- I love this subject. Uh, I think it's probably a really important one, maybe one of the most important ones for us to talk about. Uh, you're exactly right. Um, and St- I mentioned that Sale invited me out in the summer, and I said no. And, and the honest reason was because he said it was called Fitness Fellowship and Faith. And that scared me. Um, and I can, I'll go into that because I'm happy to talk about it. I think it's understanding my journey maybe makes, helps people understand wherever that and wherever they're at in their journey um and and so i was i was really afraid of the christian faith um or anybody who is deeply religious and i'll use the word religious instead of spiritual because that's at least how i used to maybe view things um so i grew up and my dad was protestant and we would go to church occasionally but it wasn't really a huge part of our lives kind of your uh, standard halfway in, one foot in the door, with the you know Christmas and Easter and some occasional services on Sunday here and there. But it wasn't something that was um, at least growing up, something that was really super present in my life. Um, and then after my parents got divorced when I was about eleven, my mom um, I think in her search for community uh, returned to the church, and she found an evangelical church uh, in the town that we grew up in, and. My, my dad married at being a Protestant, of course married a Catholic uh, for his second wife. so that was that was always fun. but yeah, I got I got kind of a good variety of, of, uh, of what Christianity looks like and I don't know how long it's supposed to be, but I'll just I'll go deep into it if that's okay, you can cut it off we have to. Um, I always thought it was interesting to see Christianity through see different through three different lenses within yeah, <laughs> I thought it was different th- for me to see Christianity through three completely different lenses um basically under well one or two roofs right um the catholic had all these deep rooted traditions that i didn't fully understand but i thought were very interesting to me um i kind of appreciated the tradition for the for what it was i thought it was kind of interesting to hold on to those things um but i also um personally didn't like the rigidity of it um i grew up in a Fairly socially liberal part of the country, so um, like homosexuality was something that was was I was aware of, especially among some of my friends that I, people that I cared about and loved, or even within my own family. Um, and so when I would hear things that were, it would call homosexuality a sin or something along those lines, I was I would get really confused and and angry a lot of times. So like, well, how could you say this about somebody that I love? It didn't make sense to me. That didn't register. And since I wasn't super deeply rooted in faith i think that is why i was able to go there quickly um and then my dad was a protestant like i said so that was a little bit different kind of i don't know in my limited understanding of the protestant religion and those services kind of you're just bread and butter christianity nothing too fancy or, or flavorful but just some good old going to church and sitting down and hearing some sermons and then grabbing some coffee afterwards uh and then my mom is my mom's church is what really for me like I I was really pushed away from Christianity um and religion quite a bit and my sister and I my mom was my mom was de- dealing with borderline personality disorder her whole life and she was really unstable um and so she would be really hungry for deep relationships um and I think sometimes it's easy to find that in a in a church and I think that's what makes churches Whatever the faith may be uh, so great is because it provides a community, whether it's a synagogue, whether it's Muslim, whether it's Hindu, whether it's a Christian, whatever it is. I think what people love about their faith a lot of times is being in a room or community with a group of people that at least share some values and and care about the people who are in that room around them. And my mom was hungry for that, and she found it in her church. Um, But that church, at the same time, my sister and I, like I said, were really close um, just because I think we had to be to keep each other safe while growing up with my mom, um, it was not always the safest environment for us. Um, so my sister and I leaned on each other really hard. And my sister in in the midnight mid to late nineties, like so many other uh, kids, turned to uh, like the Wiccan and like pagan religions, and that was that was uh, something that she kind of got really into and interested in. And I remember going to church one day and sitting there and the sermon was about how pagans were all going to burn in hell um and I looked at my mom I looked at my sister and I was like why the hell are we here (laughs) um you know my sister was just beautiful incredible strong incredible person in my life and to sit in a church and be told by some leader of a church that she was going to burn in hell uh was something that I firmly rejected and reject to this day uh and I will never accept that and because then I will always accept my sister and I love her unconditionally um and so that 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 was kind of the moment where I was like screw this like religion is dumb I don't want anything to do with it and I just turned away from it um and then that became further solidified when I was 21 my mom um was still going to that same church was talking about going to church all the time and how it was a great church. Uh, but my mom uh, ultimately killed herself when I was 21. And I remember, <laughs> I remember walking into the house. Um, and when I got home, I was, I was in Teessler Air Force Base uh, as, as TDY for a school. And my mom had called me and she was like, and I, she, my mom had tried to kill herself numerous times. It was something that I was used to, um, unfortunately. And when she and I had our last phone call together. I was like, hey, are you thinking about hurting yourself? And she said, yeah, I am. And I was like, okay, well, don't forget, like, you have your church, you have your sisters, you have your friends. I was like, just reach out to them and lean on them. Like, I'll be home next week. I'll come, I'm going to fly home and see you. And your birthday is coming up, and I'll come home the next weekend. Uh, and so when she ended up killing herself before I got home, she, um, when I got home, she had the Bible laid out and i don't even remember what part it was at but she had this bible laid out and i was just so mad (laughs) i was just so mad at how christianity had failed her and how her church in this community had just failed her and i was just so angry and i took some of that young male misguided anger and just put it towards the church and said you know what that's they didn't serve her and take care of her and, and how the hell can you say that you're some great community and organization if you can't keep one of your congregation members alive? Um and how can this book be so great if it's open and my mom's sitting here or hanging here by the rafters. I was like how can that happen? Um this is not anything that anybody needs is where I is where I was at. And I was there for a long time. Um, so <laughs> eventually I was back in Alaska and I was with my friend one day ginger she's just a girl i graduated from high school with she's a great girl and I, she was deeply religious and we were on the we were on a five-day float trip through the middle of alaska and we were great friends roommates we were floating on this trip and as you are when you're on a boat for raft for 12 hours a day we had some really deep conversations and i was like hey ginger like how is it that you are so deeply religious because she was it was really important to her she went to church every sunday it was very important to her and she's like well i just that's how I grew up I just believe this above everything else and I just I truly believe it and I was like do you believe that you're going to heaven if you believe in Jesus and she's like I do and I was like well what does that mean for me I was like you know that I don't and she like looked at me she's like she's like almost like she started like crying and she's like Brian like I just wish that you believed in Jesus the way that I do because like I want you to go to heaven with me and like that's why I talked to you about it. it is love you so much and I think that was the first time I was probably in my early 20s, mid 20s. And that was the first time that I really understood it um, what it means to be faithful and what it means to go on a mission as a Christian um, or whatever faith it is and, and try to spread that message. Uh, it was the first time that I understood, because I knew Ginger so well and she was such a beautiful person, that she was coming from this very true place of love. And it was the first time that. I'd seen that attached to religion in a really, really, really long time. And I think I needed that. Um, and maybe not for me to return to, to Christianity, but to understand that I'd been so angry at the Christian faith as a church, maybe not as a person, but as a church or this this figure I had in my head as a group of people that sat there and judged. Um, they judged, you know, members of my family who were homosexuals. They judged my sister who was said she was a pagan in high school. They couldn't keep people safe to me that I loved. Like my mom, and I just was so angry and dispelled that they were sitting there judging from a position where nobody should be judging. And when the book itself, the Bible says, you know, judge not, lest you be judged from my limited understanding of the Bible. Um, And for the first time, Ginger kind of blew my mind and, and kind of cracked me out of this defensive shell that I had lived in for so long and made me realize that she loves me. And the reason she would ever ask me to turn towards her faith is not judgment but love and um i've really done my best to just embrace that and love that and that's why i love talking to you or plague and just just hearing your messages of love and acceptance and your also willingness to listen to me and be coming from a non-judgmental place and it took me a long time and i'm sure i'm still not perfect at it um but but i think i think Seeing you guys and Ginger started it all for me and then F3 has just made it even more true is just really understanding that true Christians who are good Christians, just like there's good people and bad people over the place. Good Christians just really want to love you and keep you safe in the afterlife as well as the current life. And uh, getting a better and better understanding of that every day makes it easier for me to ask questions, be interested, want to know about their faith, even if it's not mine. And, uh, there you go. There's like a 20 minute answer, <laughs> I think on that one.
0: No, I think that's, I think that's really helpful. I think that, you know, um, cause I can't tell you that. So I, I have been completely turned off by, um, uh, Christians before. Uh, I've had the same experience, you know, you, you walk out of mass or you drive by, you know, a non-denominational church or any church, you know, synagogue, whatever. And, you know, you see people peeling out of the, out of the, you know, uh, out of the parking lot or I mean, you see that stuff. And I think one of the things that was really helpful for me, and I'm not sure when I learned it, but um, you know, it allows you to to be able to understand the differences between human. uh, And I'm not, I'm not saying this to try to convert you or any of those sorts of things. I'm just saying, this is my observation is what yours is, is that there's, there is a difference between, um, you know, a faith uh, and a human. And so even, you know, you know, I probably will fall and fail in your eyes at some point. Um, And I think, you know, we have enough, you know, at some point we have enough grace to be able to say like, yeah, that's just the human nature. And, and yeah, hopefully we're not going to slip too far and hopefully we're not going to make big mistakes. But, you know, I'm, I am no, I'm certainly not, not perfect. I know that you know that. um, And I know that, but, but for me to understand that, 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 that's not necessarily a reflection on, um, on a foundational uh, faith system and religion because humans fail in that. I think has been very helpful for me to maintain my faith. Uh, when, when you see other things, you're like, how could this possibly happen? This is disgusting. You know, you look at, you know, scandals within the church and scandals even within the church that is close to that is our parish, um, where you can easily see how you, you'd be justified in walking away, um, from from a parish and a faith, and and yet being able to separate human behaviors from uh, from what occurs uh, in a faith has been helpful, and I think that's kind of your point as well um, to be able to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to just for one quick second say that um, just circle back to what you said about like I'm sure at some point that you said it, you'll you'll think that you'll fail at some point, and I'll and I'll judge you. And I think that was one of the biggest releva- revelations I had through my anger or frustration or dissatisfaction with with religion was that I was so angry at these organizations for judging me or other people, and what I really was doing was I was also just being a huge hypocrite, <laughs> and I was judging them without knowing them, and and uh, and so when you say that I'm going to sit there and judge you, I sure I sure as heck hope I don't. Uh, I'm not saying I won't, but I said I sure as heck, sure as heck hope uh, I've grown enough to to realize that that me judging is just being hypocritical and not and not loving.
0: But you know, at the same time, I do think that if I I would rely on you as a friend, that if if I had a behavior that was not in line with who I was or who I want to be, that you would be able to cast judgment and and help bring me back in line. So I think there is this kind of you know this this kind of line that we need to walk where where uh we do need you know I, I need judgment i need judgment and correcting from people and that's one of the things i value about uh about f3 and and value about the fellowship
1: yeah no for sure you're you're right on right there i just i just want to make sure i i guess you did a good job painting the picture of judgment in a, in a more positive light um i just want to make sure i, I do it the right way because i think there you go we could judge each other on how we're judging each other, <laughs> right? Um, and for your question of what brings me, what keeps me coming, yeah, right. Uh, what keeps you coming back to F three? Um, gosh, I was, I was forty pounds heavier than I am right now when I joined F three, and that fitness journey was was really good. Um, I think everybody kind of gets attached to that drug sometimes, of that of their body feeling better, and maybe having a T shirt fit a little bit less tightly. Or those genes fitting better I think, I think that's a powerful drug uh, looking in the mirror and seeing your body improve and moving faster um, so that was that was definitely the the key early on for me and I mean I'm sure you've heard it a hundred times if not more that it's really just the relationships that I've built um, the other morning we were sitting at at the berm and talking about best friends on uh, national best Friends Day when, when, uh, when Vandalay was queuing. And it was just interesting because like, somebody had asked me recently who my best friend was. And I was like, man, I don't even know. Like, I've got so many friends. And it sounds kind of almost feels arrogant to say that. Um, But that's kind of what F3 provides for you. Um, Because you know this. Like, you can end up running or partnering up with a guy that, I mean, you know well enough. But, like, maybe you don't really know him that well. Um, You certainly probably don't know his first name. Right. So you run up, you run next to a guy, you run next to a guy, and all of a sudden you're having like, yeah, this really deep conversation. And, you know, F3 is like fellowship, but it really is this this incredibly safe place to admit your flaws, to say that you're feeling weak, to say that you're feeling strong, to say that you're feeling like you saw somebody else who did something that was really incredible. And it's just, unlike anything i've ever experienced before it's it's just such a great place to feel seen and heard but also to see and hear other other men who are at similar points in their lives or maybe a more advanced point in their life or guys coming up and you just get a chance to either reach up to a guy and ask for help and get some mentorship Reach down to a guy and lift him up and explain to him, like, hey man, I've been through that and it's tough. But like here are some things that I did that might be helpful for you. And if that's not what you want, just know that you can text me if you have a problem and want to talk about it. Um it's just such a great and beautiful thing. And I'm just so happy to be even a tiny part of it. Um, let alone I've been lucky enough to become a bigger part of it. I got to be a site queue, which was I thought the coolest thing ever um, getting to like really know that site, know the guys who came to that site about some incredible relationships through there. And now um, as, as F three keeps getting bigger and bigger, like now I get to help with second F stuff, which is something that's really near and dear to my heart is getting together with the guys. Um, I get to kind of help lead some second F efforts in the West sector. And I'm just really happy to be, to be part of that and to help guys connect um, because I don't feel like that sometimes is something that I'm halfway decent at. So it's kind of nice to use a set of skills that helps me be decent at it. I know that there's certain jobs in helping out with F three and leadership that I probably wouldn't be as good at. But if you want me to get to throw together a happy hour or find ways for guys to have fun together? I can I can usually figure that one out. So I'm happy to help there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. I think that that allows for people to kind of find their own niche. Like uh, certainly you you're way better at a lot of those things than I would be. And there's probably strong points, and that's the beauty of the, the network is that you get a share of those strong points. You brought up one really interesting kind of phrase that I have this immediate, um, aversion to, or maybe even repulsion to, but it's, it's so true, is this safe space. And, and, you know, the safe spaces that we hear about often in media seem to me to, to, uh, I, I think, you, it it shows that you do need a safe space, but this this space of safety needs to be. It can't be manufactured in any artificial sense. It uh, the the beauty of the safe space within F three is that it's not about just having all of your uh, being affirmed all the time, or or having everybody agree with you. It has nothing. It's actually completely contrary to that. It's like when I want to, when I want to vent about something and, or even be called out on something, I'm going to bring it to, to these guys. Maybe I don't want that. I, maybe I need to be, or, uh, maybe I need to have some course correction, but I'm unsure about it. Uh, it's this, the, this space of safety where you can know, all right, I can bring this to that group and I'm going to have an, or a, 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 an individual specifically, and I'm going to have that, the trust of that person. And I know that I can have that person correct me and give me perspective that I need to hear, whether it's something I know I need to hear or uh, something I don't know I need to hear, it's going to be valuable. And I think that's what you mean about the safe space as opposed to being affirmed all the time. Uh, it's safety in that I can trust that the people that are there have my best interest in mind and will, in most cases, give me an honest opinion about about the situation I find myself in or... the the thing I'm struggling with. And I think that is what, I think that's what people need, that kind of safety.
1: Yeah, I I agree 100%. And I hear what you're saying with the the safe space where everybody's affirmed and everybody's perfect and nobody makes mistakes. But I, I think you're right, right? Like for me, when I say safe space, it's a place where I can go and show my flaws or maybe try something new. And if I get course corrected, even if it's aggressively, I trust that everybody in that circle that's helping me with that course correction is coming from a place of love um, or like a very healthy, good place. Nobody's out there trying to be like, Oh, here's my chance to get one over on Doppler. Um, It's, it's a situation where they're, they're coming to me and trying to help build me up and lift me up in a healthy way. I think that's what, what's what I mean when I say safe space for sure. But yeah, I hear you with the uh, participation trophies and all that other stuff I can rub some people the wrong way and i get that too
0: so listen doppler i I had a well brian listen i had an uh i wanted to have you on to talk about aviation meteorology but i think that needs to be to be continued because i want to be respectful of your time and your time with your kids and time with, with your family that you've got set aside for today so listen let's finish this out like we would finish out any f3 uh workout and um i'll let you begin Or I'll begin. About uh, Christopher I might I might have missed.
1: I, might've, I, might've, I, just, I think I missed the first. I missed the first half. Of what you said.
0: Oh, so I, were, I was saying let's let's uh, have a, a meteorological aviation conversation for another time because I can be respectful of your time and let's finish sure. it out like we'd finish out any other after workout. Yeah,
1: no problem. Sounds good.
0: You can go first.
1: All right. so is this like uh asking for prayers is that what we're doing
0: no 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 name it's age in it? Yeah.
1: no
0: no name age
1: uh, okay good
0: yeah
1: you better edit this part of the video I'll tell you that much because this is this last part up <laughs> yeah it'll be edited <laughs> yeah. all right all right here we go uh brian johnson 42 doppler
0: doppler christopher wolf 41 cataracts
1: cataracts
0: thanks not for doing this i appreciate you brother i'll see you i'll see you in the glue. all
1: right man i appreciate you thanks so much